0: Welcome back to my Canning Cellar, Episode 4. It was a bitterly cold day in Vermont as I planned this episode, and sometimes I feel as if I never before realized just how harsh winter can be. But when it's snowing out, and I don't have to go anywhere, it's a wonderful day to can. One could also say it's a wonderful way to add extra heat to your home. But in my case, we have an outdoor wood boiler that runs through cast iron radiators, so normally heat is not lacking in our old farmhouse. I did can a few days ago and I made another one of my favorite childhood foods, split pea soup with ham, just like mom used to make from scratch. The recipe I followed said it'd make four to five pints and I doubled it and I got nine pints plus about a cup left over. What I used for ingredients was four cups of split peas, dried, which was a two-pound bag, twelve cups of chicken broth, four cups of water, two cups of diced ham, three cups of chopped carrots, two cups of chopped onions, a half teaspoon of ground allspice, and two bay leaves. I didn't add any salt or pepper. As for one, I think pepper taste is subjective as I don't normally pepper my food. I had salt because I didn't know how much salt that was already in the ham would intensify during the processing. What I used for equipment was a timer, a colander, my 4-cup measure cup, my mom's old heavy Dutch oven pan, my food processor, my immersion blender, a wooden spoon, 9-pint jars with lids and rings, my debubbler, my jar lifter, dish towels, the magnetic lid lifter, a small pot to heat up the lids, a silicone mitt and the oven cloth mitt, and of course my mural pressure cooker using two racks. The first thing I did was rinse the peas in a colander, then I put them in the big pot with all the broth and water. I brought that to a boil, stirring it occasionally. Then once it started boiling, I turned the heat down and let them simmer for an hour. Personally, I think one of the worst things to bite into is a hard pea or bean. Once the peas were soft, I shut the heat off from under them, and I used my immersion blender to puree them. I personally don't mind when the peas are chunkier and soft, but because I want to share the soup, I just did it smooth so it would appeal to more family members. I could have also used my food processor for the pea puree, but the blender was much easier with less mess. I used the food processor for the carrots and the onions. I did cut the ham using a knife, as the last time I used a food processor on ham, it came out very tiny, which is what I had wanted at the time. My food processor is a vintage 1985 Regal Law Machine 1, post the post-1980s recall. I added the ham, carrots, onions, allspice, and the bay leaves. You will remove the bay leaves before jarring, as they can add bitterness to a processed food. I brought the soup all again to a boil, then I reduced the heat, and I let it simmer for another 30 minutes. If you find your soup is too thick, at this point you can add more liquid to it although I did not need to add any more to mine. At this point you can also add salt and pepper if you want and do remove the bay leaves. I found it easy to locate those then soggy bay leaves by using my strainer ladle. While my soup was on its last cooking cycle I heated my jars in the oven at 225 degrees for 15 minutes. This was because I was adding hot liquid to hot jars. You also could start your pressure canner heating up without the cover on so that the water is also hot. Remember, do not add hot jars to cold water. I used my two cup measure cup to fill the jars to one inch headspace. I debubbled it. I wiped the jars clean with a wet towel. You can use vinegar to clean your rims, but I didn't this time. So then I used my lid lifter to add the hot lids, then I screwed the bands about fingertip tight. Because I had nine pints, I put six on the bottom rack, and I put three on the top with the second rack in between them. I let the pressure cooker do its thing until it starts to vent. I let it vent steam for 10 minutes, and then I put on the weight. Mine is still the 15-pound weight because of my sea elevation. and I always wear a silicone mitt while doing this, as that steam can get pretty fierce if it aims towards you. After the weights started dancing around, I started my stove timer for 75 minutes. If you want to do quartz, then you would process them for 90 minutes. Remember, always protect your hands. I did use the silicone mitt on my left hand as a shelf to carry the jar to the table using my right or dominant hand with a jar lifter. Putting the hot jars on a dish towel ensures that they won't get shocked from a too cold table. Recently, I read and saw the picture where a woman had put her hot jars on a dish towel, but she put them on her dining room table, and sadly the jars heated through and left jar marks all over her table. So my jars all sealed and they pinged nicely, and after removing the rings the next day, I did the lift by the lid test and all were fine, and all were safely at home in my canning cellar. After processing, the soup had some liquid at the top, but that would be stirred back in upon opening, and you can always add milk or water or cream to it as well when heating. I had the leftover cup or so of split pea soup that night for supper, and it was really good. And it was thickened perfectly to my liking, and I didn't add salt or pepper. I'm also thinking of doing my next batch in quarts instead of pints. I could very easily eat a whole pint of pea soup in one sitting. And if I made it in quarts, I could honestly say I didn't eat the whole jar full. Most of my canning involves having these spices and ingredients on hand. Bay leaves, allspice, coarse sea salt, black pepper, cayenne pepper, minced garlic, cinnamon, nutmeg, vanilla, white sugar, brown sugar, vinegar, onions, cloves, turmeric, and lemon juice. I have tried smushing a whole garlic, but to me the work involved is too much for too little, so I always buy minced garlic in a large jar. I use a coarse sea salt because a consensus of what I've researched is that regular or fine iodized table salt can affect the color of the end product, not the taste, just the color. Whenever I make a soup to can, or even something that normally I'd prefer thick, I don't add flour or cornstarch prior to canning. I have read that it is not safe to add any kind of thickening agent to any canning recipe. The thickening agents can slow the ability of the heat to penetrate throughout the product. The heat must be distributed evenly and at a high enough temperature so that you don't have any mold or yeast or bacteria growing in the middle of your food. Thanks again for visiting my canning cellar. I'd really appreciate it if you could take time to leave me a nice 5 star review. It'll help keep me in the queue so that my podcast is more easily found. Talk soon. Stay safe.